We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, 5 o'clock on this Thursday afternoon. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia. The crew is back together. We have had a pretty good show so far, and we're going to have an even better one moving forward. Right, guys? What'd you what? say? We've had a pretty darn good show so far, and we're going to have an even better one moving forward. Oh, yeah, we're just discussing things we can't discuss on the air. Oh. Off the air. Mm. Glad nobody's <laughs> microphone was on. <laughs> You're wondering about something. Grant. Okay. It's so true. It's so true. So yesterday, Julia, voting for the Oscar noms ended yesterday. Yes. And the nominations will be announced on Tuesday. And ahead of all of that... Due to Kate Blanchett's insufferable speech at the Ugh. at the Critics' Choice Award, there was a, a last-minute push from several Hollywood actors to nominate Andrea Riseborough for Best Actress for a movie that no one has seen called To Leslie. And Kate <laughs> specifically shouted out Andrea Riseborough in her speech on, I mean, I swear, if Why this is she- with Michelle... Yo's chances, I'm going to lose my mind. So here's my thing about her, is that why doesn't she just do what Meryl Streep's did when you're, please don't nominate me, I don't want it. Why not just do that? It's simple, it's classy. You're not Mm -hmm. poo-pooing the whole event because other people haven't won 25,000 Academy Awards, Emmys, Golden Globes, BAFTAs, blah, 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 that you have. Right. Just let everyone else have their fun. Just say, I do not want to be in. But think of the producers of the movie Tar and the people who spent money on that damn movie that no one wants to see right. that she's getting nominated for that's pissing all of us off anyway because well, we're not even going to see it. She didn't give that speech at the Golden Globes a week ago Tuesday night. She waited till Sunday night and closing uh, for the because I wanted the Oscar voters to pay attention to her speech. But, you know, a lot of, you know, maybe a lot of people wait the last minute to turn in their ballots or whatever. But I was like, please listen to Kate and stop nominating her in horse Please races. stop. Yeah. I mean, think of how mad, though, the p- people who produced that movie and worked on the movie Tar. Yeah. About her being the leader of an orchestra, which I think Chris Hewitt liked, though. I, I think I he think he did. liked his, her performance. Um just, somebody had uh, the Star Tribune Variety said, "How badly did our movie critic Chris Hewitt hate the new Hugh Jackman movie, oh, The Sun?" It. And Chris answered a question for those who are curious: What is the difference between a one star and a zero star movie? Oh, oh thank no. you. He said, "For me, the difference between a one star and a zero star movie is that the latter is not just bad but offensive." Our, and it's with Hugh oh. Jackman. This mm-hmm. is our son. Yeah, with Hugh Jackman. I mean, in the headline, what was his headline today? It was yeah. so good. 
Yeah. And oh, speaking, speaking. Yes. Okay, I've got something for us. And he said Bill Nye is really, really good. But he, Chris Hewitt did say, you know, a lot of these movies that are getting tossed around, like Bill Nye for Living, yeah. they haven't even opened here. Right, it's or ridiculous. Just opening. Okay, so here's one that mm-hmm. um, is opening everywhere, and it's opening on Amazon Prime oh, yeah. Video on January 27th. Next Shotgun Wedding. J-Lo was on Kimmel last night wearing a nightgown with baby doll shoes in white. I just... Her outfit was so bad, and then her whole, or what she wore at the premiere, and then the after party. I don't know what the heck is going on with her, but Lenny Kravitz came in. They pretended he'd landed on a helicopter because remember, he's got a small cameo. Very small. And shotgun ready. All right, let me just tell you the headline. Okay. She was delightful on. She was darling on Kimmel. Her outfit, uh, we really both. We posted it. I don't know. That was Valentino she wore in the Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what designer it is sometimes. It's so bad. It was so bad. It looked <laughs> like it belonged on, I don't know what it, it was. It looked like a really, really fancy sheet. Yeah. And it also she looked like, it also looked like mosquito netting. And Nylon, it could be yeah. what someone puts on after they just were in the thunder from down under. <laughs> it was a bad outfit. I didn't Damn. like it at all. Okay. No. Um, if only J-Lo had said, I don't. Oh, no. Shotgun Wedding was proposed so long ago that Lopez has been matched with three different partners. Her first co-star was Ryan Reynolds, who dropped out, now remains solely as an executive producer. He was replaced by Army Hammer, mm-hmm. whose personal controversies took him That's to right. the sideline. Somehow, Josh Tumel caught the bouquet. Mm-hmm. Leaving him with the thankless role of Tom, a groomzilla, Somehow. who pays more attention to his pineapple centerpieces than to his fed-up fiance. The screenwriter, there's no need for any screenwriter to rehash lazy wedzilla tropes ever again, regardless of gender. But, but Tom's stress is a little understandable with two demanding families, blah, blah, blah. So here's what they say about it. I just love this. Somehow, I'm offended by somehow. Josh Dumel is a icon. Well, really? I'm a, I love him. He'll I'm always okay. be Leo well, from all my children. Well, <laughs> and the guy from Las Vegas. Las Vegas. But he has not really done much no. since Las Vegas. Well, the Transformers franchise was big for him, which he got from Vegas. But you're right. He's just a local. We, we thought we he love was going to be a movie star like yeah. Garrett Hedlund. Well, like he huge. lost He lost out on Kelso. from that. Was He was supposed to be Kelso on that 70s show, and Ashton Kutcher got that role. He didn't. That led to his role in Las Vegas. Okay, well, here's what they just say. The surprises, um, they hated it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, As the couple fight before the main event, a group of local pirates rushes in and takes over. Crazy things happen. But it says, it's safe to assume that Lopez truly does love weddings. This is the fourth movie she's made with reference of marriage in the title. And it's commendable that she stuck with the project when she made in Manhattan. Doesn't have a wedding. Okay, that wasn't wedding related. It was, but it wasn't with marriage in the in the oh, title. In the title, yeah. Um, Grant could look him up, but if you walked down the aisle, which is anyone, and the loss of two leading men might have been a sign that the whole affair wasn't meant to be. Basically, they said that these two have, um, they both have incredible charisma, but nothing together. Together, no chemistry. They don't. They don't even seem. Coolidge well, saves the day. She does. There okay, you go. with her daffy delightfulness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's Shotgun why these, wedding. I mean, 
you don't, when I watched the, the the trailer, I did not believe that those two were a couple. No, it, that's the hardest part. The story seemed okay, seemed kind of like First a fun. Of all, like Josh a, would never date someone as old as Jennifer. That's very true. I that's mean, very true. Shot. So funny. Keep it above the belt. Yeah. But yeah. What, what but we're gonna see is this new resort in the Dominican Republic yeah. that we're gonna fall in love with. Okay. Um. And um, well, that must be why she's doing very little promotion for it. She just was on Kimmel. Ben didn't even walk the red carpet with her. And rather than talking about the movie, she spent her whole time on Kimmel talking, talking about, about her, first wedding. her Vegas wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, I turned to, it off because I was thinking after commercial, she'd come back and talk about it, but she didn't. No, that's how bad the movie is. They mm. just are talking about her wedding. So mm. this is a perfect plain movie. Right, like yeah. this movie, Shotgun Wedding. Mm-hmm. I won't waste the time at home on it. I watched that silly one with uh, the Butterscotch Stallion in her last year. Oh, I heard that was so bad. I don't even think that's plain worth it. Wow. 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 Man. Wow. Oh, wow. Anyway. You know what's a good movie that I saw with not uh, with another Wilson brother, Luke? Mm-hmm. It's called, um, and it came out during COVID, 12 Mighty Orphans. And it's oh. based on a true story about... This orphanage, and um, they kind of make an incredible football team in Texas. Oh, really? During the twenties, I think. Yeah. Um, PDSD. Luke Wilson kind of has, and it's it's a feel good movie called Twelve Mighty Orphans. Loved it. People and, love and that, their football movies. That it, sounds it like was a good. good one. It was really good. Yeah. You know, I just love those. It was like the like a dog movie, Hachi. That was my big discovery. Oh, yeah, about the Hachi with Hunters. Richard Gere. Yeah. So good. And then see, uh, Rob Lowe's in one called Dog Gone. Wait, is Hachi commercial, cartoony? Ha- no, Hachi's the name of a dog, the Japanese. Shiba little, Inus. What's it called? Shiba Inu. Yeah, Shiba Inu, they are mm-hmm. the cutest Is this dogs. a new movie? Hachi? It came out maybe in September, but Richard Gere's in it. And it's, you know, a man, a family learns a lesson from their dog. Wait a minute. Uh, you said, when did this come out? Hachi? Did it come out this September? No. Oh, Hachi came out in 2006. No, 2009. <laughs> Hachi a dog tail was 2009. With Richard Gere? Yeah, Richard Gere. Oh, yeah. Joanne Allen is in out. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Jason yeah. Alexander from um, from Seinfeld. Is oh, yeah. It? Yeah, this yeah. movie We just out. loved it. We thought it was a fresh movie. Ago. Netflix promotes it like it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's on the hot takes. Yeah, It's it amazing how they can put things yeah, in their yeah, circulation yeah, and... Yeah, so Hachi. Hachi. I was Hachi. like, why do I love Shiba Inus? And I'm like, I have not heard I've of this movie. So I, I finally Googled it. Yeah. Oh. Shiba Inu. Yeah. Shiba Inu. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that is so funny. Well, yeah. you know, we all have those moments. It's okay. Um, Roger Freeman wants everyone to know that he told us a year ago a Michael Jackson movie was coming. And he's not happy about it. He said... Um, too soon? He said, Anthony Antron Fuqua has never directed a musical or movie with music. It's not nope. even clear. Nope. He makes gritty movies, so yes. this should be unusual. And doing this kind of movie, if it's going to be soup to nuts, is going to be problematic. It's better to do what like Whitney Houston's did. Just pick a moment in time. Right. He said, with Michael, everything after Thriller will be a huge downer. Do we want to see a movie that includes lawsuits, arrests, and trials? He just said, he's he's not thinking, you know, this is, unless they pick a moment in time like they did with Whitney right. or like with Elvis, they just yes. pick a specific period. Or Elton John, you just or had Elton a John, window. We had yes. that. 
So yeah, don't that's try. That's the way to do a biopic. That's the way to do what it. What has to stop before any of the? Oh, what, yeah, who would go? Right, get a child actor like who could do young Michael because you get young. Use Michael. the guy from Broadway, huh? From the Michael Jackson thing on Broadway that won the Tony. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So anyway, he's kind of wondering about that. And um, Prince Harry's Spare is number one on the New York Times bestseller list, breaking records globally and apparently i don't know how we missed this but lisa marie presley uh got a half a million dollar advance and she was working on her memoirs oh, just like prince just like prince wow. so we don't know how much was written or whatever oh. but she that was the thing and maybe they kept that quiet yeah right? maybe she was right it was a way to deal with her grief Exactly. So, oh. anyway, wow. Yeah, that's just, that's what I know in book news. Thank you. And you and you posted lessons in chemistry. Oh. I already read that. Yeah, I know you did, but I, I just, I, I bought Harry in his lesson. I said, we, we tried to get the authors on there, nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> I love that lessons in chemistry. Yeah, everybody it's, does. It's I, a great I look for, I'm behind the eight ball on that one. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. Is a my talk dirt alert. What have you brought us today for our five fifteen? Yes, let's go back to the story that we can't get enough of. We talked about this earlier in the show, but it has to be talked about again because it's so it's such a big story. A year after the uh, tragic shooting on the set of Rust. We now have some official charges being brought forth to Alec Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who is the film's um, head armor. So they have been charged with involuntary manslaughter due to their negligence, allegedly, on the set of Rust. Well, I mean, yeah, that is just like uh, not... I guess it's surprising and not surprising, but they had the FBI. They did a very thorough investigation. And Andrew, or I mean, Alec Baldwin should have listened to his attorney Mm -hmm. and never done those interviews. Not only did he do the interview with George Stephanopoulos, uh, Stephanopoulos, but he also like, didn't he do some podcasts? He did. He did his own podcast. He kept kept talking at it. He kept at it, and I've always said it. It was like a child that got in trouble that just won't stop trying to explain themselves because it makes them like try to have some sort of... Okay, then that seems suspicious. So here's something. The SAG-AFTRA, you know, the union of all the actors, calls Russ criminal charges wrong and uninformed without mentioning Alec Baldwin. Actors Guild argues that an actor's job is not to be a firearms and weapons expert. So they then, released their statement. Oh, that's surprising. And wow. they said that um, cinematographer Helena Hutchins was not a failure of duty or criminal act on the part of any performer. The prosecutor's contention that an actor has a duty to ensure the function and me- mechanical operation of firearm and a production set is wrong and uninformed. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Wow. It's an actor's job not to be a firearms or weapons expert. I agree with you 100%, which then puts the fall on Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, but... He lied blatantly on this interview, which does, in my eyes, in my personal opinion, what bring did he, him, lie that he, he said that he never pulled the trigger. The FBI has done a thorough investigation. They said you there's no to. way that you couldn't have done it. So, yes, it isn't his. He tried to say the gun just went off on in his its hand. own. So it's he isn't technically, in my eyes, yeah. like at fault. But the way he handled it, you have to tie him into this. There, situation. I guess there's two schools of thought on that, because I remember when George Clooney said, I've been around guns on sets. I've been involved. I personally never took anyone else's word right. for what was going on in a gun. Right. I looked at it myself. Yep. I, he said, there's two ways of working, looking at it. He said, but I wanted to make sure that, and I think he name dropped and somebody tweeted us earlier today, John Eric Hexum, who was an actor like in the, mid 80s mm. and um he was supposed to be the big next thing he was in this dynasty movie with joan collins or not a dynasty right. a movie with joan collins anyway he was in a movie and the movie was like he was playing russian roulette and he shot and killed himself because there was a live bullet right in the right. gun and, yeah and and so clooney was less like if hey. you're with guns and other actors came to be on Clooney's side of it, and then there's other actors who are like, no, that's everybody else's job. It's just my job to act. And Clooney's like, if you got a gun, you need to look. But at the, it's like an art world. We have mics around us all. This is not very, but like, you know, you have a hot mic around you. You got to know when to, to double check things. You know, it's just, it's. It's, I, I kind of like what 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 uh, George Clooney said yeah. there, and his lawyer has come out to say that Mr. Baldwin has no reason to believe that there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. So going back to what you said, Julia, he is not technically in charge of that, and they will fight these charges. Mm-hmm. And according to his lawyer, they say they right? will win. So it was an accidental. It's, it was it was an accidental death. Yes. Inflicted, but how did a live bullet get in there? Well, and, right, and I, I. And, you know, we know it was a sloppy movie set. People yeah. left because yep. of previous gun incidents mm-hmm. with live, real ammo. Yep, yep. I mean, it's tragic all the way around. But I want to thank, uh, I forget who said, but they're like, John Eric Hexum. Right. That's a great he, reference. He was, right. thought he was, it was like a scene in the movie. Sure. And then he himself on oh, the set doing of that the roulette, movie in 1984. Playing, playing roulette, Russia, or isn't that Russian roulette? Yeah, yeah whatever. whatever, whatever. When you have the it gun. is Russian roulette, I thought. Yeah, yeah. it could have, oh. oh. Tragic, sad, all around. Hopefully this all gets worked out. Well, it's not. It it's, is not. No, no. it's going to be. It's going to. It's going to go on for a while. Yeah. But we'll see because they said they were going to have have this movie continue onward and they were going to do it's it in not, her that's honor. Gonna that's not going to happen. There's no way. And Hexum didn't die until like six days later. Oh, oh, from mm. that injury. Wow. Uh huh. Well, uh, should we should yeah, move, move on? Move on, on from move a, on. into another unfortunate, tragic uh, thing that it has come out today. We just learned no more than an hour ago that David Crosby, the amazing singer, has passed away at the age of eighty-one. Yeah, singer songwriter. Singer songwriter. The birds. The birds in '64. Yeah, that's when he started out, and uh, you know he also did Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And let's just play just one little bit of just uh, okay. this. This was David. This is. Crosby, Stills, and Nash working on, I believe it was Paul Simon's song. They did a little kind of harmonizing of the song. 
Paul Simon is a part of this. It's been a long, cold, lonely winter. Little darling, it feels like years since it's been here. When was this? Gosh, this is in 2009. Wow. At the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they were inducted, because Crosby has been inducted as a solo artist and his efforts with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. They had beautiful. Yeah, so sad news there. Like I said, he was 81 years old. I feel like he was such a soundtrack to the Vietnam era, too. 100%. Turn, 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 and Mr. Tambourine Man and all that Everything. all that music. You and- can combine that with a little helicopter, and you're it's like you're right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean that because I never was, but my dad no. would say that if I was talking to him. You know? And I think David Crosby talked about that, that like a lot of you know Vietnam vets were like, your music was everything Yeah. when we were in country. Yeah. Because mm. you relied on... Armed Forces Radio. Yeah. The DJs. I yeah. mean, that was your connection. Good morning, Vietnam. Another great movie yeah. with uh, the lo- the late uh, mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Well, we have an alleged story right now. Back to Escondalo here. It's oh. This is allegedly now. Okay. It looks like TJ Holmes seduced an ABC script coordinator after she had reached out to him for help as she settled in her new job. Now, she is 13 years younger than him, and she was only 24 years old at the time. This is all allegedly right okay. now. This must be coming from inside the building because yeah. ABC is wrapping up their thing, and the story was that TJ maybe had messed around with people who were his interns, like Matt Lauer, mm-hmm. taking advantage of his position. And that was the thing that ABC wanted to look at when they got wind that he so blatantly had the affair with the married producer. Right. On the same level. Then they wondered, oh, any junior level people? Wow. We got a problem. 13-year wow. difference there. She said that she felt very confused and uncomfortable after the oh, situation. Dude. The employee, oh, quote, this is from a close source within. Well, I don't think he should be feeling so confident. I would not be at all. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's your My Talk Dirt Alert. Thanks, Grant. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Let's take a look at your. We've got that is. God, I have got good news for poop. Pooping. You already talked about his pooping. Well, I've often wondered, this has just been my own little thing. I thought with all the fertilizing that's going on with animals and everything, why haven't they figured out a way to harness all the people poop? They are well, in they, some places. Well, Remember the movie The Martian? He did. Yes. Matt Damon did. Yeah. But finally, finally, an international team has figured out a way to recycle human waste that is safe, effective, and provides an excellent alternative to chemicals which harm the environment. And it could fight global warming in this way. So they're very excited at the University of Hohenheim in Stuttgart <laughs> about this. They've done, they've practiced it. They've done trials in Switzerland, Austria. Um, of course, they've recycled, you know, wastewater on moon and Mars breaks and all of that. But they, they really, they, they there's, they found that, uh, yeah, the human poop 
would be excellent fertilizer, and you don't really need to do that much to it. Well, they do that with um, they do it with cows. Cow yeah, cow manure, and they right, spread but that. Cows, you know, like I mean, we're always going to have that, yeah. but like, there's so much poop from people. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That Own they it. could Harness do. It. Why don't we like instead of sending them to the treatment plants and all these water facilities? Let's, like you said, separate. I think it. they're working on that. Yeah. That's cool. And also, you know, just kind of unrelated, not related, but um, greener fertilizers would bring down prices because the war in Ukraine has caused prices to soar because they are the breadbasket of the world. Mm-hmm. And they are currently under, you know, a horrible, a horrible yeah. situation. With that horrible so, man. Anyway, they're like, hey, we can do so. They're working on it. They, the scientists feel very close. To being able to do this, and I that like the, that. That the human poop may save the planet. Hmm. You know. Hey. So let's hope so. It saved Matt Damon on Mars. That's so why right. not start now on Earth? Now, video games. Okay. Know them, love them. Oh, I saw this. Study. Did you see this? Yeah, I, I've I'm, seen I'm this filing study. this under. I got this under. Where did I read this? Tell me about this. Every young man in the world is going to give this to their parents. I've been reading oh, it. Oh, yes. because it's good for their reading. Video? And no. And video I. game pl- players can boost their score by exercising um, because parents don't like these inactive sports. They don't have a lot to do with physical fitness. But a new documentary explains how exercise can boost your performance level in the gaming world. Working out specifically helps your brain's ability to think so if so what so no matter so, what you do working out is oh. good it raises it's everything but yes. it helps you so give your this mind to your is kids. significant You'll be better at video games if you work out that's right your oh. mind will be significantly sharper there was a new study yeah exactly and from, you, it'll get improved by 10 percent yeah your, your, your hand-eye coordination is better mm-hmm. they were saying that because a lot of times you know video games the old term was they'll rot your brains out right, right. like that was what they always told kids I'm not a video game player, but I read this study, I think yesterday, that it talks about how, you know, limited amounts, not all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, uh, it will increase hand-eye coordination, uh, the ability to retain information, your quickness, your eye, because you have to use your eyes. To, you can read faster. Yeah. It brings out a lot of things. A lot of good things. A lot of good things. And the money that is being made in the e-world, the e-game sports, is unbelievable. So, so yeah, get your you, kids involved if you want a little retirement paycheck. Well, I mean, they just <laughs> showed the gamer cognitive function improved by an average of 10% by just doing some, just Working doing uh, some exercising whether it's a bike run a walk yeah, or whatever but it. it just helped because it really does sharpen your mind there you go and remember we talked about this the study with Alzheimer's dementia mm-hmm. where the people did the ballroom dancing versus just the walking yes. on the oh, treadmill yeah. and how because at ballroom dancing you have to remember steps yes. you're involved with another person in it how it just works so much better. Cool. Same yes. thing. Same thing, Julia. So try exactly. something new. Exercise. Drink water. That's Not right. too much. You Not don't need eight glasses today. You need what your body needs. Yeah. <laughs> what else have we learned lately? Well, you know, this is... Okay, speaking of aging, I mean, I, I really... I want people to get a hold of themselves and just swear that you're going to start with today, but you are not going to have one negative thought about yourself Today and tomorrow, you're going to think the same thing because negative thoughts speed up brain aging. It is oh, so bad oh, for you. Oh, oh. it is like negative thoughts about yourself or just anything. Negative uh-huh. thoughts 
about yeah, basically. I mean, no, we're like not the talking. World is falling, we're not talking about um, you know having a bout of depression, something that may be unavoidable. Sure. But these new sci- uh, findings at neuroscientists at the University of Geneva, and it was published in Nature Aging Journal, observed how the brains of both young and older adults activated when confronted with the psychological suffering of others. So negative emotions felt by older people, anyway, it it leads to the speeding up of your brain getting older because they're trying to discover what's the difference between normal and pathological aging. Right. So people that are, you know, always having negative thoughts, about themselves, about the world, right. about other people. They're always half glass full. Oh, yeah. Not, or, you know, they. Glass is empty. Yeah, versus the empty. Whereas people who tried to look on the positive on the side, side saw the positive thing. Um, even at a young age, uh, it. It really makes a difference. And so maybe I love that. mindful meditation is a way to go. But it's hard for people sometimes to get out of the rut of their emotional yeah. regulation and letting themselves have these Talk talks. themselves down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Having these talks about this, you know, to yourself, saying it to yourself, thinking about others. It's very bad for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about I it. I could have told it. them that well, without we a study. Told, but it's, I, a, it's a slippery slope. Once you start going, you start having those thoughts, then you start bringing up another one, and then it just never, it goes, it's, it's hard. Yes. I really had to skim over that because the Deutsche <laughs> Zentrum for Neurodegenerative Ergen Kaugen, the, oh, not the last author, Ergen Kaugen. who did oh, the study, them. they wanted to know so many things. How does the brain switch from one emotion to another? How does it go back to its initial state? Does emotional variability change with age? What are the consequences for oh. the brain of mismanagement of emotions? Whoa. It just got to be that sounds like too a lot. much, too deep. So I just thought negative thoughts speed up brain. And That's aging. just a great headline yeah. and exercise if you want to be better at gaming. Yeah, probably at anything. I like that. I would have totally never thought that exercising would have helped. Exercising the game. helps everybody. everybody. Yeah, but it just it does. Yeah, I, I swear, like it's just it. I really wished we'd trademark snacksercise. I know it, honey. Now the world is on. To I know it. Snacksercise. I I went on my honeymoon, mm-hmm. walking from our room to oh. where you get coffee or food yeah. and yeah. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's a snacksercise. It was right. almost a half mile. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> I mean, great snacksercise. I mean, it was a nice exercise. <laughs> so I would just go on. Little Little, little yeah. jaunties, yeah. That's and I best. would say, I I would say to you know, yeah. like at, when we stay at the Westin Hapuna, if you're up like on a eighth or ninth floor and from the beach, you're like two elevator rides and several staircases. Yeah. It is a good healthy snack it's exercise. A great thing. <laughs> Even though very often my snack exercise was going to the room to bring back some kind of poo poo or d'oeuvre yes. cocktail. Poo-poos in Hawaii, yeah. little eyes are balconies. Yeah. I used to do this um, when the kids were little at the cabin. I'd always, you know, the times I ran up and down from the boat oh. to oh. the cabin. Because I would volunteer because it was a workout. Because it's, it's straight workout. up a hill, Grant. Right. It's oh, yeah. straight up a I hill. Bet. I'll go get I it. I got it. I got it. I'm not going to have time later because nope. I'm gonna be feeding all these nope. people. I'll go get it. I mean, because... <laughs> sneak it, would, it in when you can. It was good exercise. Yeah. You know? 
Oh, gosh. All right. Well, thank you, honey. All right. That's it. That's all I got for theories today. Um, we did have some X-rated theories that were told in the double wide today, but nothing that we can share today. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. That's, that was too private. I know. That'll be too private, too day. juicy, only for people that were around. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. Good day. It's a good day. For Flo Rida. Flo, that's... Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. She had the, the whole world looking at her. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Next thing we know, baby got low. Did he win his uh, He lawsuit? won $82 million lawsuit against Celsius Energy Drinks. Yeah, he did. Wow. He was awarded this because he signed an endorsement deal with Celsius that promised him stock options and bonuses, but they did not honor it. Uh, he signed this deal with them in 2014, but in 2021, he sued them claiming he wasn't given the SAPA auctions or other bonuses they promised him. He also said the contract was pur- purposely vague so that Celsius could avoid paying him those bonuses. The jury found that Celsius breached the 2014 deal and fraudulently concealed information from Floata. Good. I'm glad he won. I think so. Lily Tomlin's going to mm-hmm. be on Jimmy Kimmel tonight. Oh, she is? She is. Um, the... I wonder what she's doing. 80 for Brady, I suppose. Yes. Yep, yeah. That's it. 80, 80 for Brady. Brady. Harry Hamlin was on with Jason on his TV show this morning. Well, I watched Mayfair Witches. Oh, <sighs> I've only seen the first one. Did you watch the second one? I haven't watched the second okay. one yet. It was good. Day, I, I haven't seen any. I liked it. Okay. I liked it. You know, but Julie and I were fans of that book, yeah. so it's just... I mean, and that book came out in the 80s or whatever it was, but... But it's a really supernatural feel, right? Oh, yeah, very and much if, so. And if I like the show Supernatural, do you think I can... Yes. I can oh, I think... I thought it was kind of... You know, um, the Australian Open is on right now, and I just want to give a I'm shout so out. I'm excited that Jason got to talk to... Oh, he got to talk to Harry this morning. Did he ask him morning. about Lisa Rinna? He said something, you know, we haven't seen you around. How do you feel about your renaissance? You know, and he said, I made a decision when the girls were young... Until they were out of L.A. or our home, I was going to be home. Yeah. And um, Jason said something nice about Lisa. And he said, my lovely wife keeps me young and makes me wear moisturizer or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. cute. It was cute. Right. It was cute. That sent such shockwaves when she was finally, well, you know, she said she quit, but she was not. Her contract wasn't renewed. No, it wasn't renewed. And then next week, I think on January 24th, um, Amy Klobuchar's. Thing about Ticketmaster is they're going to start a hearing on it. Oh, good. So that's kind of great yeah. news that they're going to look at that and why they charge us the 19,000 million fees no for sense. nothing. It's for not even a ticket. It's what they used to call highway robbery back in the Sorry, day. Sorry, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, coming tonight, I'll, we'll be, I'll be interested if anyone uh, takes a peek at this. We love Alan Cumming. Okay, he had such oh. a great role on The Good Wife. And oh, love him. I've always wanted to read his memoir. I just get the biggest kick out of him. But he is hosting, this is what Neil Justin, it's on Peacock tonight. Okay. He hosts the world's most tedious murder mystery dinner with a guest list that includes a bunch of veterans from reality TV shows like Survivor and Upper Deck. These are folks you wouldn't want anywhere near your house. The game doesn't make much sense, but it's sort of sort of fun watching the Tony-winning actor vamp about a Scottish castle like a Shakespearean villain, savoring every chance he gets to say murder. So it's a murder mystery dinner oh, with sure. Alan Cummings with what you know people who've been on Upper Deck and Survivor and stuff, and he's the host. One of the most horrible dates that Casey ever. I know you did. Um, Took for us was uh, um, we. 
He planned a date for us to go to a murder mystery date in costume. Mm. In costume. Lori, mm. Grant, Lori was Mm-mm. so... And I, I get it. I would say no. I did I don't it. buy yourself. Go I did yourself. it. And he was like was close... Like St. Cloud or something. I don't know where it was. He was Klaus von something, and he had, I I mean, he's the one who had to wear suspenders and a beret and look like, because we got a sign before the thing. And I remember just saying to him afterwards, I said, you know, we can just go out to dinner or go to a dive bar and go dancing. We never. We don't have to show up. We never need to do one of these things again. (laughs) I say, you laid it down. You laid it down. It's so fun. That's just so funny. That just was not my idea of a oh, date. I no. am not an actor. You really? I'm an actor in my own life. I know. And then Bling Empire New York starts tomorrow. Oh. Dorothy quit- has moved to New York, and now we're going to see a bunch of oh. new rich people in New York. That's that's happening on Peacock, or on uh Netflix tomorrow. Well, you know what else is happening tonight on Netflix? What? That 90s show. Oh, that 90s show. Comes out tonight yeah. on Netflix. Are you going to watch that? Oh, I'm going to binge as much as I can of it tonight. I, I cannot wait. Casey and I are so sucked into Kaleidoscope, there's no way we can stop watching it. Oh, really? No. I, I, that show I'm is... I'm sucked into the Australian Open. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, yes. There's a ton of U.S. men and women that yeah, are, are young people. Are that they, are they're yeah. good. Yeah, good. They're yeah. good. That's good to hear. We, we we need some superstars. You know. No, there's a ton of young. How's how's our Coco Graf doing? Well, I don't know. She, I think she played again today. today. I don't know the results yet because it airs overnight. Oops, mm-hmm. I know. Accidental it. It sports all happens talk. Overnight. But also, a little accidental sports talk. The Vikings have fired their defensive coordinator Ed Donatel. Thank God. If anybody is listening and they know they're a Vikings fan, they know who we're talking about. The man that led the worst defense I've ever seen in my entire life just got fired I 10 minutes ago. I have dropped on Casey, Julia's brother, talking Your to husband. the other brother, my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking to them about this very thing that oh, somebody on the defensive team needed to be let go immediately. They never modified. They never tried anything different. They were so horrible. Oh. He's yeah, too bad. Yeah, well, it, it's sad that the uh, that the man lost his job, but you know what? No, it isn't. No, <laughs> they get paid a lot this of money. This is the world of coaching, aren't yeah. they? You don't. If they you're move not around. good, you get fired. You got to move on. Yeah. Julia, so. yeah, our boyfriend from Emily in Paris, he walked. Um, <laughs> he walked. He was our boyfriend from the first year, but the second year we didn't love him. But I did not love him. He plays sexy chef Gabriel mm. in Emily in Paris, and he walked. Know. He walked the run the runway for the Louis. He was uh, Louis Gabriel Nucci show. Never even heard of the designer. Him and uh, Stefano Giano, the oh, man him. who played Jennifer Coolidge's one night stand in the White Lotus. The the Italian with the tiny Todger. Remember <laughs> when we saw him? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We were like, wow, that was disappointing. Very. Height and size and depth wise, everything we were seeing. <laughs> Wasn't proportional. But I he, am not. I am do, do not engage with her. Yeah, but he modeled in it too. He had to wear a baby blue suit and a mesh uh, uh, crop top on the catwalk. And Lucas Brava wore a long floor length shoulder padded gray coat right out of 1985 and then his face was blood spattered yeah that's weird i have no i lost my lady boner for him you did didn't you i, I did, did too big time lucas bravo so bad they dressed him in funny clothes this year they made him look silly 
whatever happened to what he was wearing when he was out visiting us to promote it, I, I mm. lost it. Yes. Big time. Yes. Something happened. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this guy who presented the fashion show, Louis Gabriel Nucci, oh, him. he was inspired by Brett Easton Ellis's novel, American Psycho, which does take place in the 80s when men wore long shoulder padded, long dust, you know, coats to the. I don't like it then. I don't like it now. I always think you look like a creep. <laughs> I and especially if it has a yoke on the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, a yoke, and it goes all the way down to the floor, and you've got black latex gloves. Oh yeah, come on in, or let's have drinks. You look like my kind of a guy. Oh, you've already got your latex gloves on for when you're going to do something bad later. Great. I mean, honestly. <laughs> You already have your latex glove on it when you're going to touch my neck strongly later. Did you ever read no. that horrible book, no. American no. Psycho, and then no. it became a movie? No. I read the book back in the day, no. and it was horribly fascinating and good, but then I remember, I mean, for like a year, I was watching over my shoulder and very careful about who I was dating. Oh, yeah. It was like watching Mr. Goodbar, waiting oh, for right. Mr. Goodbar. But remember how we started being careful after that? I hated that movie, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't mean to laugh, yeah, but I, I just... Know. Oh, that's funny. Oh, no, these books... Anyway, they... the photos are posted of Lucas. We want our with them what you will. I want Lukey back. Yeah, right. I don't like this one. All right, we will be back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us. Remember, voting on the My Talkies is live. Go vote as many times from different places. Job done. Off you go.